2015 yeah. is when I entered a cannabis cup. 2015 is when everything changed. 2012, yeah. 2010 is when I brainstormed shit. 13, 14, kind of like decided where I was going to set up shop. And then by 15, it was like, all right. And, all, and throughout all that, it's not like I wasn't growing and making hash. Yeah. It's that I was growing and making hash while making decisions, going to turp extractors every day and hanging out and trying to learn from them, meeting people in Fort Collins that were way ahead of the closed loop scene than anyone that I had seen outside of Washington. Washington seemed to be dope cooks, busy bee, naughty, uh, precision, all those guys up there. So when and we're going to go back, uh, I'm going to get to this in a second. All of this kind of precursors that is that like we used to make Rick Simpson oil with just a rice maker and ethanol. cannabis like scene rso should always be smokable yeah not just edible oklahoma is the very first place that i have ever been in my entire life where people have looked me dead in the eye and told me you should not be able to smoke rso and i was like fucking why it should be clean like, enough to ingest in, in pretty much any way if it's your medicine like if you're using it like it should be you no know? binaries no cuts yeah nothing and the fact that we have to have that discussion or have to present that as a statement yeah before even you can ingest it this way but not this way it's like no if it's going into your body it should be able to just be safe every way i yeah. should be able to shove the syringe up my ass by yeah my like <laughs> exactly. in all reality exactly. like fucking I, I should be able to do whatever i want exactly and uh it's weird that there is a, people adultering medicine and specifically these adulterants are for, you're not gonna make me believe that you put in coconut oil or propylene ethyl glycol in RSO is specifically for the patient's purpose. That's a cutting agent. Oh, no. Generally, yeah. cutting agents are to increase profit margins. Absolutely. And it's a shame because people like us, like, obviously, we're educated, so we know to run a business is to make a profit. But at the end of the day, our ethics are not going to come before that profit or after no. that profit. It's ethics first, then profit margins. Well, the profit should just be the side effect of your passion and ethics. Like the profit should be a side effect. It should like, of course you need to make profit to have a business and keep moving forward in life, but that you should almost make that almost a side effect. That way that your main goal is just like the best you can do. And then the side effect of doing your best is people want it. And then you have some sort of profit to keep building your business. Yeah. And it's weird to accept that for me because I've always grown cannabis and smoked it because I like to smoke it. Yeah. Like I just, I started growing it to save money so yeah. I could like have and have lots of different strains. I wanted tons of flavors. I was greedy. I, I was getting <laughs> fucked over a lot. That was the number one. Mm, like, yeah. And I, and the number two was consistency. There was never a consistency in a legal state. Like exactly. Florida. Like I remember one time I bought weed from a girl who dated our dealer and I fucking went to high school like a day, day or two later and she's snickering at us. I was yeah. like, fuck so funny, Valerie. And she's like, all that weed that y'all bought, I watched Joey dip it in the toilet before he oh, sold it to y'all. And I was like, sold dude. me fucking what? What are you talking about? Like, and like not even just that, people fucking with like that, but all the way down to like just not being able to get consistent product. Like one month they got, someone's got some fire in town and then the next month it's just shitty again. And it's like, I didn't want that either. So I started growing weed so I could consistently have clean quality stuff that I could smoke because I knew that cannabis was going to be part of my regimen. It's going to be part of my daily ritual. And I was like, it needs to be the highest quality I can get. Yeah. And I need to grow it. At I, least that's how it was in New York in the day, back in the day. And it was acceptable. Like you just said, I, I smoked it. And the first thing that went through my mind was the same thing that went through my mind when I lost my virginity. And that was, oh, fuck. This is 
I like this. I like this. This is something that I'm not going to be able to live without. Yeah. That. Now that it's, I've experienced this, I want it to be a regular occurrence in my life. Yeah, I've never felt that with alcohol or anything else. Even like all the way down with all the different psychedelics I've tried. It's like no. I use them as a purpose, but it's not something that I want part of like my daily thing. No. Like whereas cannabis is a mild psychedelic, but it's perfect for me. It's like it honestly suppresses some of, I feel like, primal tools I have that I don't need in this current day and age. It suppresses some of that warrior inside Dude, me so that fight. I can be... So I can be a decent person, not freak out on every person that fucks with me. Like, so. I wake it, up, I, I tell my wife all the time, I wake up looking for villages to conquer. Yeah. There's no like, villages. Yeah, there's no like, villages. I have to fucking accept that. So I this guy smoke weed, it's like crazy. Go make your hash. Calm. Yeah. Exactly. Like, that's, I mean, that's why, like, too, like, I grind so hard and stuff, too. I'm trying to keep myself calm. That's why, like, I work out the way I do, even though I'm, like, still, like, a chunky boy. But I still fucking, I work out like crazy trying to suppress all that intensity of just, like, you know, because I don't want, like, old tools I have that I don't need in this day and age. When I say tools, I'm talking about things that are left over from like genetics. Oh like, yeah. You know, when people used to have to fight and kill the each barbarian. other to survive. Yeah. Like there's leftover stuff in all of us like that. So it's like, how do you suppress some of that so that you can be like a decent person around, you know, people? Cause people are going to be shitty to you all day. It's just what it is. That mentality is scary too, because we're being educated to try to strip ourselves of right? it. Which is, I, I think about that you all the time. You go back in history and you look at what they did to the Indians and they had a yeah. famous saying that used to, it went exactly like this, kill the Indian, save the man. Yeah. And it was by taking Indians out of their culture and putting them in white man's culture and into these schools like the Spelman College. Yeah it stripped them of all these native things that they knew. Yeah. Not just like, not things they were taught, but things like you said that were that were deep, deep seated. They were hereditary, they were in the genes. And they're things that keep you calm and happy. So that's yeah. why I feel like certain people culturally these days, especially in the Western world, like there's so much angst because I feel like we have like tools that aren't correct for the current time or like we just don't know how to like, we, you know, I don't know. Dude, 100%. We just don't know how to deal, like we're, it's like we have all this technology, but our emotions aren't advanced enough to deal with the technology. Like we're little kids playing with like super advanced toys. Yeah, and taking out your frustration if you are a little frustrated is also like considered now neolithic. Like oh, a yeah. man is not allowed to express anger or oh, frustration you're not allowed or to, aggravation, yeah, even or, verbally or in yeah, tone. At all. The whole control your tone shit blows me away. And it's made me like, I tell it makes my wife, me a little crazy because like then I'm like inside and I'm like, oh, like. I can't like tell anyone I'm mad about something. I can't like I tell someone to fuck off. Yeah, like I can't express who I am as a man, but and, and, a, and an individual as well. Even if I wasn't a man, I want women to be able to scream and get mad and express themselves. Children as well. Like, dude, I don't for think me, that that's like that's part of the grind too. It's like if I can't express myself, like I can show people how hard I can work. I can show my masculinity oh, yeah. in that way. Like I can like work all night and still be smiling and a good dad. That's how I can be tough. I tell I my employees that all the time. Like you know, we'll have companies that will be way further invested than we are. They will have a lot more tools than we do, but they're not gonna outwork us. They're, That's there's a lot of same thing I tell my guys, like we're in my garage, dude. Like a lot of the companies that are um, we're running side by side with are like have big buildings. Yeah. Like like, dude. like it's a business. Like we are still ground floor. Headquarters. Here. Like we are just getting it's started. Like a campus. But I gotta look at a lot of those companies too. I've been doing it for, you know, twenty something years almost, or like fifteen years, and like I'm still I'm gonna get there. It's just a time thing. I just think a lot of people, unfortunately, if you crush really hard and try really hard, sometimes people put you on a pedestal and assume a lot, assume you're somewhere where you're not. And it's like, we're trying to get there. We're working towards that, but we're not there yet. So please don't judge us because you think we're there. Exactly. Like, no way we'll, to show you. Yeah, like, we're working towards that. Like, there is a big difference and it's not in the quality of work. Oh, yeah, for sure. It's just, it's just, it's a time thing. 
It is. Dude. It's something that I try to tell. So this is live what? res from Lineage Farms. I like um, everything. I like live res and I like rosin. Yeah. I'm not one of those people. I like all hash. Because all hash. Because if someone did it right and put the time in, Jesus Christ. So I wanted to make sure that we had a buffet. And I wanted to make sure there was stuff for the next podcast to, to come. And I wanted you to try a lot of our collaborations from these past couple Dude, months. Dude, I want to try all of it. I'm down. I'm, I'm going to just keep heating my nail. I told right. Cassie that I'm going to be useless for a little bit after this podcast. I'm going to work today, but I'm just not going to know where I am. I'm we'll very try, confused. I'll start separating them by rosins. Um, and then you can kind of start picking stuff up. Sweet. And you tell me what you want me to dab on first, bro. You're just like, let's start try, here. Yeah, so... Try this Hot Rod Caviar by Jive. Um, obviously, we made it, but Jive grows all the cannabis. I love the regulations. It's great to be a part of everything, but man, if it's not a waste of paper. Right, they make you jump through hoops and yeah. stuff too, like unnecessary stuff. Man, that is beautiful. Um, hot Rod is a plant that's from... It's, it's the keeper cut. There's a lot of people who have bought hot rod seeds. It's specifically from Dungeon Vault Genetics, and Jive has an exclusive deal with him in the state of Oklahoma where they get to run all his keeper cuts. So people can buy hot rod seeds from Dungeon Vault Genetics all day, but they're not going to get the keeper given to them by Dungeon Vault. And, Whoa, uh, the nose on that. It's wild. That's... <coughs> It's very gassy, but at the same time, it's almost like got a mentholated like. Back yeah, end. I would say like mentholate, almost like a really like. Yeah, mentholy, like cleaner, like. Absolutely. That's just Cassie getting home from the gym. We'll bark for a second. Sorry, guys. <coughs> wow. But yeah, back to the RSO thing. Uh, Oklahoma is the first state where I've seen RSO consistently pervade with cutting agents. Uh, yeah. And predominantly coconut oil. <coughs> it's not, I'm not crapping on it and crapping on other companies, yeah. but I prefer our product to be adulterant free. I want yeah. people to be able to vaporize it. 100%. We actually had a girl say, at a, we did a pop-up and she came up to us and said, you know, I love your RSO, but I can't take it because I'm allergic to, to nuts. I have a nut yeah. allergy. And I was like, I don't understand. And she goes, well, <coughs> isn't RSO like cut with coconut oil? I was like, absolutely no, not. Like it's no. never been that way. No, that, that might be an industry standard in some places, but we're gonna, you're going to change that. Like, yeah, exactly. That's, that's our a, goal. That's the thing. People got to realize all the way to the glass industry, to the growing industry, to the extract industry, none of these industries have reached the top tier pinnacle. We're all still growing and learning. There's always room for improvement. This shit can keep getting better. So that's why like, sometimes you meet people to get a little discouraged. Like they're not like, oh, how can I do the thing? It's like, dude, you can find your niche. Like oh, this yeah. can get better. It's just how obsessed are you? Are you more obsessed than the other person that's doing it? Because if you are, you're going to find something that no one else might have realized was there. You're going to find a way to change, tweak one little thing where all of a sudden this shit's way better. Like it's what it is. Yeah. It's weird because sometimes it's like that thing <laughs> that you might not have ever acknowledged as. Did you want a temp reader? Yeah. Let me borrow that. Uh. It's super accurate. This thing's amazing, dude. What time do you usually go? I like it like 5.50, on this this specific unit. Cool. And it just like melts like super low temp. Uh, <coughs> so these are from the garden here, our head stash. That's papaya punch. And then this is uh, plum wine. God, the color on that with how much is in there. They're pheno hunted by us and grown oh by God. us. Um, I just, you gotta smell this, bro. I know you're over there with camera and stuff, dude, but you gotta smell that. The Plum Wines Archive 
and then that's, papaya that's, punches. Dude, that's offensive, dude. Funny. Yeah, dude. It's like, that's... I mean, like, if I smelled that, I'd understand why it was illegal. That's the kind of hash that I'll keep in my book bag and let people brag about how great their hash is. And just... Like, I just check this out, dude. I just go back out to my car and smoke my shit. And... and there's a dude, certain amount oh of God. like... Uh, Can I take a dab of this? Yeah, dude. Okay. All, anything. Okay, I'm going to throw it through the 5 mil. Just taste it all day. You take a lot of solace in being able to smoke that privately. Like, Dude, that papaya punch. Oh my god, it's punching. And it's not so much papaya, like fruity papaya. Like it has the papaya, it's fruity, but it has so much gas in it still. I can't wait to taste it. Yeah, I, that hash to me is like relationship ruining hash because if I <laughs> sell you some of that hash and it's, I run out of it before I can make more, yeah. I'm gonna resent you. You're resent you, like, like, dude, what the fuck? I should have sold you that. Should have never given that to him. I understand that shit, dude. I've been there back when I used to grow and you'd run turps for me. I I was in the same uh, same boat with certain flavors. People come over and be like, oh, let me get some of that ghost train haze. And I'm like, oh, don't have a lot of that. You almost feel guilty not selling it. But then yeah, weeks you, later, you're like, fuck. Well, because you want people to experience your best work so people talk about it. But then at the same time, then you're like, fuck, now I don't have the turps. Yeah, it's a... Uh... It's a peculiar place to be, especially when you're in. People would think, "Oh, you're in a legal state. Like, why not just go down the street and get more?" It's, like, I, not, it's not like this. the same. I mean, even if you had the cut and all the knowledge, you're still looking at months out. Yeah, even I, if you did it right the first time. <coughs> when I went to Ego Clash 2018, there was somebody there with some plum shit, and that was what plum changed my mind. Yeah, it's called Plum Wine, and it's from Archive Seeds. And there's all kind of different breed, like, you know, crosses of it and BXs of it. I don't remember what was at that <coughs> ego clash, but it was plum something. Oh my God. And I was like, I'm going to grow plum. I'm going to find it. Wow. There's so much papaya fruit when you hit it, though. And then it's. Oh, did you super try the papaya gas. punch? Yeah. Okay, sorry. It smells super gas. And then when you hit it, it's super papaya, but there's so much gas on that back end. So, same story on that one as far as Fino Hunk goes. But, <coughs> wow. Uh, I just had that gifted to me from Harry Paul and Joey. Wow. A 12 pack. And That's awesome. We hunted that when I was working <coughs> with Alex and them. Uh, I hunted yeah. that in my garage <coughs> in a That's tent. Wild. In a 4x8. It took me about two years to dial it in. We had like I know. three different papaya punches for a while. Yeah. And then I gave it out to some friends who, like, I'm oh. honest. Uh, there's people no, that grow no. fucking way better than me. So yeah. If I have a plant that I think I'm doing well with, it has, the, has this to go to them. Crush. Exactly. Yeah. It's the only, and they'll tell me honestly, they'll be like, hey, <coughs> the only reason you were getting good weeds is because you were stressing it. This plant's dog shit. Yeah. Like, if it's grown properly, it doesn't do well. Oh, interesting. And so there's different variables, but uh, that's what happened with the papaya punch. Every, a lot of people have that plant now. Wow. Fuck it. That fucked me up. <coughs> Can uh, I borrow a key uh, tip? Yeah, absolutely, dude. <coughs> There you go. Excuse me for all the coffee. And then that I have a first dab of the day. Dude, bro, you're gonna hear me cough this whole time, bro. What is what it is? I got a little alcohol here if you need it as well. <coughs> Pretty clean. I meant to ask before I leave. I don't know if you have any, but I need to grab a banger from you if you have any that I could snag. I'll uh, see if I have. Fourteen. If not, no big deal. But this, I I was apprehensive about bringing this because I was worried you would clown on me. I know oh, it's crying, a shiner. Oh, is sure. it okay, bro? Does it work? Yeah. It's got the it's got the white disc on <laughs> the bottom or whatever that shit is. Like Yeah, dude. I got a brand new fortune mill slurpee if you want to smoke that on that today too. Um it's uh got a little more restriction in my ten mil, that's why I don't smoke it a lot. But you know how 
those all all those nails that are like the high air or the <clears throat> I can't do them. The slurpees and all those things, they all the cuts are always like different on each one. So each one has a different restriction, but I love this 10 mil one I have in here. Take fatty dabs with it. So like my problem with the Terp Slurpers is that I'm in full admittance of being 36 years old and having damaged lungs from cannabis consumption yeah. habitually from 15 years old to now. Yeah. Like I can't, <coughs> the first time I tried a Slurper, bro, I was like grabbing the sink and like leaning back and forth over it. Like oh, I took yeah. a red hot TI dab, dab. Like I was like, this oh, is Oh yeah. I hated Slurpers for the first year. Like the people would watch this podcast and they, they would just hear me talk shit on Slurpers big. That shit, I can't, like, but then I started taking them, like, way lower temp, and, like, I found my rhythm with it, it's and I was, tits. it's, now I'm just, like, this, it's, like, Cassie, like, didn't dab for a year, and then we got the slurpers and figured out how to use them for us, and now she's, like, only dabs, she doesn't, she doesn't smoke flour in, like, four months. Delaney's that way with a puff coat now. It's, it's funny, it's, like, people find what they like and what works for them. Exactly. Um, exactly. But, yeah, I was, like, dude, the slurpers were so unnecessary, <coughs> I thought, for, like, the longest time, and then, like, I found, like I said, found my rhythm with it, but. And if you're anything like me, the second you find out that your partner is even the least bit into something, you oh. go whole hog. A whole hog. Like, oh, you like a slurper? Yeah. I'll buy 10. Yeah, like, exactly. It was that way with the puff comb. Anytime. I was like, I like this. I ordered three. I it's way like, cooler anytime Cassie gets into something. Cause, exactly. Because then I feel like. My best friend's in it. Yeah, I have someone supporting me too, and I can be excited about it because they're excited about it. Yeah. It's not as fun when like you're like, you go up to like, your wife and you're like, check this out. And like, cool. And you're like, okay. With certain <laughs> shit, for sure. Yeah. And I try to tell people that. I, I'm sorry. Oh, you're I good, like bro. it the other way. Uh, I prefer it opposite in some realms, yeah. such as like, I don't want to date somebody who listens to all this or be married. For, I just don't want to like always have every single thing in common. Yeah. Like for I sure. like that she loves mayonnaise and I fucking hate it. Yeah. Like the same <laughs> with her music. Like I don't, I didn't know much about, like obviously my parents are older, so they listen to classic rock, but like. I didn't know much about classic rock until yeah. I married her and like every morning we're listening to Fleetwood Mac and shit. And I'm like, oh, that's talking cool. heads. Hell yeah, dude. And I'm like, all right, these are like, who is this again? <laughs> yeah. yeah, it's funny. That's, that's, I mean, that's one of the greatest gifts of like meeting someone and spending time with someone in a relationship is learning new things yourself because they're into different things. Yep. Um, I mean, that's also the fun thing about having friendships and all that kind of stuff. I hope I have more time for that when I'm a little older. I'm still in such a crazy grind right now, trying to be successful in this wild fucking world. Learning to relate is the key thing. Like, it's the root where I, I try to, like, uh, especially, like, growing up, I never had issues with English. I yeah. always like to, like, abstract on words. And uh, <coughs> every word, man, like, they're, they're compounds. And, like, you look at fucking relationship, and the root word is relate. And for sure. I try to always think about that as, like, I'm a dick already to most people, and like I have a hard issue with trying to accept that. And like, so funny that being honest it. is being a dick. Yeah. You know, yeah, when, transparency. When like a, a you know a few hundred years ago, that was like the most valuable trait you could have. I didn't do like my, I don't know how to lie, and it's a fucking problem because it's really affected my business, positively and negatively. Yeah, positively for, sure. for people who like to cut straight to the point. They they thank us for that. Yeah. They're like, hey, thank you for not bullshitting me and wasting my time and. Making yeah. this meeting 15 minutes instead of fucking two hours. Definitely. Definitely. Oh, yeah. I've been there before, dude, where I'm like, I walk into a meeting or someone's trying to do like some sort of deal with me and I'm like, not into it immediately. But then I sit there for too long. I'm like, why didn't I just tell them that this is not for me? Mm -hmm. And it's like, because I'm still like, you know, we all have different personalities and like, I still am in that state where I'm like, trying to be a people pleaser and it's not good. I have to like, it's, it's good. It's a balance. Like, you want to make sure you're not like a dick and take care of people, but also like, it's also just as rude to, be a people pleaser because then that's dishonest too. So it's like you have to find a balance where it's like being too nice is also bad too. 
we had a like, guy come into our lab <clears throat> recently and he wanted us to buy jars from him. <clears throat> and I was like, all right, this is how we're going to do it. Like somebody grabbed me a piece of paper. And you put the piece of paper down. We have three different kinds of jars we use. We have the five mil square. Yeah. We have the split nine mil square, which has got a split. And we do you know split grams, two different flavors in one jar. And then we have the nine mil. We usually use these jars for like yeah, the split jars are cool. Dude. Nine mils. Yeah. <clears throat> and like you can tell that green dot jar over there, those are nine mil circular containers. Yeah. Cr child resistant. Long story short, I laid them out on the paper, five mil, nine mil, nine mil. I wrote what we pay per 10,000 and per 30,000 underneath. And I was like, if you can meet, you know, meet or match these prices, then we'll have a conversation, but I have to get back to the lab. Yeah. So this is your time. And he looked at him and was like, I can't do any of that. And I was yeah. like, all right, well, have well, a good day, man. I'll see you like, later. My, yeah, my partner that. was even like, damn, dude, cut to the chase, right? And I was like, yeah, because like, well, stuff like that, I'm definitely cut to chase. It's more like I've had people like reach out like, oh, we have an idea. We want to invest in you and this and that. And it's like, those are the people where I'm like, I like try to be gentle with like, you know, because you never know someday we might want the investment for some idea we have, but like realistically probably won't. Like, I think the world is moving into a totally different time. Like, I think like we're going back in a time of people doing shit pretty grassroots and working hard and using the money they've made to build something and like, Obviously, there's businesses you'll always need investors to get things moving. Certain uh, businesses. There's scary but, shit in this life, but you want to know what's very scary? Big ass motherfucking debt. Oh, dude, being indebted to corporate People companies who don't give a fuck about you. Dude, I've had yeah, I've had some things happen where I'm like, and now like years later, I'm like, thank God I didn't do that. I would be so fucked right now. Exactly. If I would have done that deal, I would be like working for them like with, be, with all the changes and fluctuations yeah. and glass and cannabis and in the world the economy cash. everything the whole, everything changing it's this is know. the ogkb that's ogkb micron um and that's from jive that plant was that's a colorado plant that somebody got down there um, i love ogkb i smoke a lot of the flower i used to a lot of smoke a lot of flour because <coughs> a guy i know down here grows it who's the first person you saw with it here in colorado? roy roy yeah yeah i love i it, think dude. he might have been one of the first ever with that and he was the first one with like blissful wizard he was like one of he's those guys he's got the best oz cut that i've ever got oh his oz, his OZ cut oz kush yielded crazy and when i called him and told him he goes oh damn I didn't even know. I've never hashed it. I was like, what the fuck? It's so far. He's like, yeah, dude, it's so good flour the that flowers. like you don't even need to. And I was like, wow. <coughs> and he gave it to me as a gift. I had given him a bunch of RSO uh, while his, his wife was oh in God. her situation years ago. Oh, that's and, so uh, sad, dude. It was. Crazy horrible. sad. But Love Roy. Yeah, he's a stup- He's just one of those guys. He's just a sweet, nice person. That's mm-hmm. it's just what he is, you know, but... Yeah, he's been on this podcast a couple times. Awesome, and because uh, um, he he when uh, Pop D and everyone lived here when they were all in one yeah. studio, they always come over and hang out and smoke hash and do some of the early episodes. But yeah, the um, the OG uh, the OZ Kush that Roy grows, just the flower alone, that stuff is like um, has the most. It's an OG, but then it has like you know how all, all OGs have their own profile mm-hmm. though. This one has this profile. It tastes like something you would smoke in like India. It has this. Yeah. Super unique, like <clears throat> not spicy, but it has like different flavors, super unique layers of flavors. It's such a unique hash. <coughs> hash flower. <coughs> you need to try this resonant cult chem chills next. <coughs> that OGKB. Oh, I'm I'm dude. But no, I'm not trying to smoke hash, it. dude. I'm not I'm I'm getting into more hash. I'm gonna go uh, back into the five mil. I'm jumping between the five mil and the ten mil. He dude, he'll hit you with a jar sometimes. And it'll be some of the craziest weed you've seen. And then at the end of the conversation, I'll fucking back end you with, oh, yeah, it's outdoor. And you'll be like, what the fuck? I love like, that, dude. That's, dude, that's, that's the so kind of cool. shit I love about this community. Because, like, 
outdoor cannabis full spectrum light greenhouse growing is the best weed yeah if it's done right definitely and there is few and far in between doing it fucking right there's not a lot of people well, doing it right at all the there's thing a is constant to, rush to do it right often the phenos takes a lot of time and it's not in like area selection to those phenos maybe i was just about choosing to say your phenos to that area which is what that. roy did yeah <laughs> well roy's been growing for a very long time in colorado he's been growing yeah. in the same place so that's why I think he does very well here because he knows what to grow here. He knows what strains do well in these high altitude and the dry areas. Like, you know, uh, we have a trim company. We rent a trimmer out, <coughs> Boulder Trim Co. And we have an Instagram page you can check out. And we rent the it's a triminator. We rent it for one hundred and twenty dollars a day. And I rented it to him one time, and I didn't know where he lived. And I was like, "Fuck yeah, bro! I'll bring it down." Yeah, I was like, "No big deal." And yeah. I GPSed it from my house. I was like. Oh, <laughs> I was like, oh, fuck. yeah, all the way down the springs. Uh, yeah, dude. Yeah, I was like, okay, no big deal. And dude, what was cool about him is he was like, dude, I didn't even get to use it. I'll bring it right back to you. Yeah, he brought it back the next day. Yeah, no, he's a he's he's a solid dude. Very, like, um, like one of the many <clears throat> examples. Like super great guy. And to be honest with you, dude, most of the people I've run into have been solid people. But that's also because I think I'm very selective of who I run, let myself run into. Yeah. Like I don't get out too often when I do and it's like I make and I'm kind of like oh these seem like solid people like I remember when I first moved to Colorado dude it's like every sesh every party I was trying to go to all of them yep bro that shit was so hard and so expensive to try and keep up with so many people it's like relate so many different relationships and we all were oh, I remember tough. seeing you at drops too yeah like we would have Friday sesh at your house to kind of choreograph <clears throat> yep five times cannabis cup and what we were going to do with our booth and we did that for almost like it felt like six months. Yeah, to for a year. while. Yeah, it was Which a while. Which I think is when we got really close, too. <clears throat> Definitely. And uh, when we did that, I would see you at drops intermittently in between all that. Yeah. Out in the middle of the city. Fucking yeah, and it's like. Hours from our house. It's like I was I was blowing glass. Just for hash. All the time still, but like I was doing so much other shit, too. That's why like me and Cassie always say, like, what the hell were we doing before we had a kid? Because we're so busy now. And I look back, I'm like, we were just taking our time is what we we're doing nowadays we're very scheduled because we have to be because we're on this tiny person's schedule yeah. but like back then we just took our time doing things we woke up when we woke up like if there was a hash drop we set all the torches down when we got the hash you know you know you want to go to the mountains cool and i'm like oh that was you know like because we sometimes we look back and think we just worked the whole time i was like no we were doing a little bit more just recreational stuff then we were hanging out with people going to things like you know it's just since the kiddo got here we've gotten crazy but that's a pretty normal thing for people to do with their first kid is fall into a pattern of a little bit isolation for a little bit as you learn to parent and, yeah. and, and figure it out. That's, that's how it should be. Yeah. I mean, if I had family closer, we probably wouldn't have been like that. But just with our specific situation, because our family's so far away and we had to kind of do it on our own, we really had to focus to make sure we were there for the kiddo. Um, <clears throat> so we've just been homebodies the last few years, but it was kind of perfect timing. Um, like with the kid on having to be homebodies because of everything that happened, but not saying it's a good thing. But I was grateful that we were already home and already had the kiddo and shit. All right, so Chem Chills is the next one. That's what you said over here, right? Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Sweet. Man, I'm, hopefully one day I'll know what that's like. Uh, you know, I'm definitely in that boat with you. You guys um, seem we're really we're like married now, and we're trying and focus you know, on your shit though. We're too. definitely focused and. I think it's a lot of work, and I think it's something that comes to those who fucking, you know, either are blessed and those who fucking just get chosen. You know, it's a situation that fucking it occurs, it occurs, and yeah, it's really cool. And 
Hopefully one day I get to know what that's like. Uh, <laughs> and if dude. I don't, I don't. You know, that's the blessing too. Dude, I, I have faith for you, bro. But, uh, uh, I definitely think it's cool. I have all the respect. Like, people, it's trippy, I, bro. People will say some shit around me about kids. Like, I fucking hate kids. And I just try to be quiet. Like, <laughs> yeah. Hopefully hey, well, we one day all get to be a pop. And I think some people that hate kids, they probably grew up with a lot of siblings and they had a lot of responsibility. Maybe mom and dad made them watch everybody and you know take care of the kids and stuff and take care of their brothers and sisters and. You know, maybe what they hate is the responsibility of their life being, you know, put on hold for another person. Yeah. You know, a lot of people have to take care of their brothers and brothers, sisters growing up. So they live, they're a kid when they're an adult. Yeah. Once they get out of the house, then they go crazy because they're like, I'm not, I don't have to take care of babies no more. I'm going to go fucking get drunk. Dude, it's going to be crazy. I feel like it's the next step in life. Yeah. And if I do well and I save and I build a business, I don't want it to have to worry in my later age about who will inherit it. Or oh, yeah, for it. sure. Be nice if I had a son or daughter, you know, who I could. Hell yeah, dude. Well, if it's a goal, it's going to happen, dude. Leave you're you're someone that I've watched, like, over the last, like, seven, eight years. Like, all the way from having, like, hash rosin, like, fire hash rosin, everyone having diamonds and looking at you like, what the fuck is that? And you're like, no, this is better. And they're like, no, diamonds are better. And you're like, no, this is better. Like, I promise you. Like, I know what I'm talking about. And then all of a sudden, now this is what everyone smokes. Like... You talked about everything you wanted to do with like making rare, like a legitimate brand and building something within the, you know, legal sector so that you can have some longevity in the cannabis industry and not just be a blip that made a bunch of money at one point. Thanks, like, man. like you, everything you've talked about is happening. So I think you just have to continue to be patient. Oh yeah. As a driven person, everything you want, everything you naturally want things to happen quicker than. Oh they, yeah. But absolutely. It, it's gonna, bro. You just gotta keep on doing and what that's you're doing. Another thing too. I'm in no rush to have a child. No, bro. Take I your time. Forecast with that shit. it like in life. Hopefully, you know what I mean. Like yeah, a lot people of people do it later in conversation, life. They're like, do you ever see yourself having a child? I'm like, I mean, yeah. Yeah. I don't answer it with that. Like, I don't have to like wait and be all insecure about it. Like, no, I do hope one day that I get to. And if I don't, I don't, yeah. I'm not, like, I tell people don't well, overthink it's not a make it. or break at all. Like I'm much more, uh, in oh, love yeah. with life itself than, you know, simple. It's hard, hard to explain, but like, I don't want to get tied up on the whole, you know, how people get when they don't get what they want, you know, exactly. Insecure. Well, that's a natural human pattern to fall into. We have expectations. It's help. It's helps us get going in the morning. It's having a dream or an expectation. You're going to meet that day and we don't mean it. It hurts, but you know, that's why we can create mental tools where it's like, you can use that motivation of having expectation, but when it doesn't work out, also have a tool where you can go, Hey, that's is what it is like I'm oh gonna yeah go smoke some fire hash and move on with this shit yeah exactly like, or whatever you gotta do i'm gonna go do some fucking yoga or i'm gonna go to church whatever your fucking poison is we all got different shit to calm us down yep um mine happens to be terpenes yeah i like terps the terps dude you know what i've been seeing a lot of friends get into lately is mountain climbing dude uh, that shit looks indoor scary oh indoor yeah that looks fun cassie wants me to go do it but i'm like honey look at my body shape i'm i am the mountain yeah, yeah. it's not necessarily something that i'm into <clears throat> like when we lived in Fort Collins, I would do bouldering, but I don't, I don't know. Mountain climbing. Whoa, that chem chills, bro. People can have it. Yeah. Whoa. I haven't had a good chem in a while, but that's a way different chem. Yeah. <laughs> that hash is really special. <coughs> like, probably some of the most special hash that I've had in a really long time. I set that down. Uh, <coughs> that's hit me. What's happening? And it's been a bit, you know, like we <coughs> ran tons of hash in Oklahoma, <coughs> but this past three months there's certain drops that, that have just been the most like, chemi chem i think i've ever shit. had it yeah dude the, the, oh my god the, the chem chills my face in the ogkb are insane um 
try to find and I yeah and whoa tally man wow. oh that was awesome dude that's the most chemi chem I think I've ever had and that just like kept lingering it was like the gift it kept on giving oh yeah, my god pretty much so reacted smooth. the same way that I react so smooth and through the five mil I just love rage and this little tiny slurpee <clears throat> it's fun yeah and I'm watching you do it and I'm just kind of in awe thing is tiny just it still spins a little pearl in there and everything there's a micro pearl in there it's spinning you know it's fun it's a good time yeah. and it's all the turps dude i'm just tasting it bro it's like right to the face <laughs> yeah it's <laughs> it's absurd it's fun though this used to be a small when rig. i sat down i thought it was a carb cap to be honest. i thought it was one of the ones that you put on your banger oh no that's a that's, that's a fully, fully functional, functional weed doing pipe yeah dude oh yeah dude all right i'm i dude i'm what so am i smoking bitch. next david i'm dude i've been training last night i stayed up late that's and the can, shredded uh, hash. And I was like, I'm going to get violently high tonight in preparation. Try so this I'm ready. tally, man. Tally, <laughs> man. So a lot of these genetics then are like just stuff that you guys are running for specific gardens. And then you like just accumulate all these awesome terpenes. Or like is this specifically one place where you're working? Yeah. So these are all from our lab. And then okay. they're all from different gardens. Okay. Uh, the material comes into our lab. Well, Jive kills it. If yeah. That's their garden, the name of their garden. That's the top, like you know, handful of gardens we work with. Jive would be in the top one to three. Okay, um, yeah, dude, they're fucking very clean taste. Because I've smoked enough like rosins and solventlesses and, and whatever where I can taste if it's a good genetic, but then I can taste if there's something with the material, like something as far as like uh, yeah. a thought or I, I. It's like you can almost taste weird little. You can taste green if something happened or. Yeah, we've been smoking hash for a really long time. Oh, yeah. And I try to explain that to people. I've been dabbing since I think like there. 2009 or 10 or something like that, which isn't that early, but it's early enough, like where it's over a decade. This past, like we've, we've had a few drops <clears throat> since I've been there of like grams that I consider good enough, you know, to take home uh, in the regards of hash rosin. Yeah. But because we're not a predominant hash rosin company, we do both people choose the latter and yeah. always will give us dry material or give us material for BHO, fresh frozen larf and fresh yep. frozen lowers. And it's like, I can't turn that into hash rosin. It's going to taste like shit. So it gets blasted. And yeah, see me, I know that that's just, <clears throat> it sucks. It's, I think that's just part of the industry and a stepping stone. I think it is. I think in five to 10 years, you're going to look back and be like, do you guys remember when we were forced to fucking run all that shit? And now that goes into this production and, legally we're only allowed to run this level of buds what what like for what we're selling at this premium level we have to actually run a certain and premium. not <clears throat> and not to complain because no, that's not what i'm trying to do it. no you have to but like the collaborators that we work with will go out of their way sometimes and give fresh frozen material whole tops yeah to non-solvent companies and then um, give us lowers and be like well why isn't the rosin as good as the stuff that we did with them and it's like because you guys hooked them up man. you actually like, you have a higher us... probability probably to get like a better product with the lowers like like if you were to compare here's my point if you were to take lowers and run them for solventless compared to tops like obviously you're not going to get as good but if you were to take all the tops and give them to the solventless guys and take all the lowers and give them to the guy to give them to like to run for like hydrocarbon extract like you're still gonna get a good hydrocarbon extract. Yeah. But like solventless, you're really gonna notice if the the heads and all these things aren't like fully developed, or they're they're not dried right, or they're not, or they have if they've thawed out or whatever's yeah. happened. And we've explained it, and there's nothing we can do after that. You have you know, to be patient. Like we are the industry, patient. They'll catch up. We acquiesce to any demand that's given to us as a processor. We're a service provider, so if somebody asks us, 
turn this into this kind of hash and that's what it does and like there is no you know arguing it's just unfortunate in certain circumstances where patients will come to us and be like hey when's the next big fire drop a rosin and it's like well, we, that's a determining factor that we don't control yeah it's so up to variable. the yeah you guys are just we just have the knowledge and equipment to create that but it's up yeah. to the people who have the material and the the final you know bead of cock or liquid nail on the coffin for for me is like we compete with a lot of brands that have their own gardens yeah and those brands will do processing for some of the gardens that we work with and it's very competitive right now. Where we, they might have access to the tops before you do, so it's another filter? Not, not even that, dude. They leverage in a different way. They'll say, well, we have our own garden, so we don't need to do as much of a split as Rare. When Rare doesn't have their own garden, so like they're dependent on that so split. So they, they use that as basically oh, a they'll chop our legs point. out. Oh, yeah. Literally, they'll be like, like, all right, Rare does 50-50, we'll do 80-20. And it's like, holy shit, like, there's a lot of numbers mm. in between 50 yeah. and 20. Like, we could have done 70-30, 60-40. <laughs> But then we have that, to yeah, compete with these people who have their own gardens and have their own processing rooms. Yeah, and this like, is early problem shit in an industry in a state. That's oh, very much. This so. is all early because a lot of this in a few years you would you're not gonna be able to get away <clears> with stuff like that. There's gonna have to be on paper specifically. This is the percentage and why, Dude. not just arbitrarily being like, hey, <clears throat> we should get this because of this. And it's like, well, you're gonna see. Or in the garden, the opinion. worst part is that the gardens won't like equate <clears throat> and be like, okay. The reason that they're able to charge a lower percentage is because they're vertically integrated and they yeah. have their own garden and Rare is a good competitor in the market and they can't do what Rare does. So the best thing to do is just charge less than Rare. Yeah. And it's like, okay, well, if that's the name of the game, then us as a company that has almost the lowest overhead in the yeah. industry will just lower our rates too. Yeah. And then you get to this point in the industry where rates start getting lowered, mm -hmm. prices get lowered because... Instead of me selling the hash, these guys who don't know anything about hash are the ones controlling the price because it's very competitive. And there's nothing you can do about that, you know? Like, you have, yeah. to, you have to adapt. You oh, you have to. You have to make to. products that are... You have to either find out a way to make your product cheaper for the people who want to buy it for a cheaper rate or make tiered, you know? And, like, I think that's what we did in the RSO thing is we came to a lot of these people and we're like, hey, you know, we can't make those products for that price but these are the products we can make for that price they're like oh okay like, what's what's a rick simpson oil it's a very simple extraction process that we do you know like we can we can make rick simpson oil for a lot less than we can make rosin for yeah and or live resin for you know or diamonds so we did a lot of rick simpson um, we have to do similar similar things with glass because the industry has kind of ups and downs, waves, like have to have different tiers of products and stuff for people. And that's why I do like all these different types of RBRs from like clear to like super worked. And that and way, hopefully there's a tier for someone to get in and try this piece, you know? Whoa, that, this, what, tally man, is that how you say it? Yeah. It's a well, papaya dosi cross. That's crazy tasting. That one fucked me up too. I think I'm stoned. Uh, <coughs> you know who Fino hunted that? <coughs> Uh, Dakota Greg, who used to work for All Greens. Okay. That was Fino hunted, I think, in the All Greens facility. Oh, man, All day. Greens. Kong, dude. Remember when everyone was trying to get that Kong from Jess? Yeah, Jess. Fuck, dude, that was yeah. funny. I remember Otis <coughs> and Cushy Candy. Yep. They used to run it. Yep, yep, and yep. occasionally you'd be at a sesh or somewhere hanging out and somebody would bust out a jar. And this is what I was trying to explain to somebody uh, earlier today on Instagram is that, like, 
there's levels to full melt. And at this point, nobody's even listening to your star rating because it's all bullshit. It, people who had three-star hash were calling it six-star. So now yeah. nobody trusts any kind of rating. I need to take a little piece of it, finger press it in parchment, and hold it up to a light and see how much shit yeah. is in it. And if it's crystal clear when I hold it up to the light, then yeah. we got some full melt, baby. And if that shit's got a bunch of stuff floating in it still, <clears throat> yeah. and fucking hairs and heads and yeah. capitative stalks and whatnot, and you know membranes and like, no, well, that's gonna be so a bunch of material. Out, I gotta yeah. fucking clean my nail way more. Like way crazier cleanup. Yeah. And no, it's that. it's crazy how much. Uh, we do you find yourself sometimes assuming people know certain things, like when you're talking to them when it comes to concentrates or hash. Yeah. And then you find that actually your common knowledge is actually way more advanced than the typical person who knows about dabbing yeah do you ever find that because i'm having that with glass like i literally had um uh, a customer uh, cassie was helping like a week ago um he has a clear piece and his ground joint got wet like this mm -hmm. see how that joint's wet mm -hmm. and he thought the joint was polishing out from overuse or something and he got really upset and like sent us a really nasty email about my work and all this stuff and uh Cassie's like, send me photos, let me help you. And he's like, look, my joint's polishing out. She's like, it's wet. Like, clean it with alcohol, let it dry. And he's like, well, I'm not home. And she was like, okay, well, when you get home, do that. And then, like, he did. And he's like, no, it's still, like, polished. But he sent us pictures, and you can see it drying in every picture and changing, getting yeah. more and more dry. And I'm like, fine, here's a shipping label. Send it to me. I'll do a video. I'll check it over with a light. Like, we'll make sure everything's ground still. And, like, it'd be the first piece in history for somehow the you you have to flame polish that off like it's just not possible but my point is is that a sandblast <clears throat> isn't that what that is yeah, um it looks like sandblasting but like how those ones are done with it is actual grinding compound okay so it's much more abrasive than sandblasting it's harder to remove too it's like a drill bit a drill bit there? yeah it's drilled out gotcha. so it's actually a lot more abrasive it's harder to remove so i was like that's definitely not what's going on but you have to be gentle in how you talk to people because you don't want to disrespect someone by making them feel like like they like an idiot, you have to be gentle. So that was more I think I was asking you is like, do you ever find yourself like trying to like filter yourself a little bit when talking to people about hash or you're just like straight up about it? <laughs> it's a layered question. Dude, yeah, that, that's a that that one's loaded. So <laughs> I'll just grab this real quick and use it as an example. I'll ask you. Have you ever seen RSO that color? Never. That's why I was looking at it because it looks right. like, no, it does. It's crazy. We you can charge, even see through it. Yeah. Uh, it's black. R -R, yeah. RSO <laughs> is the best in the, <coughs> in the fucking nation. Yeah. I'll put that shit against 710 Labs. I'll put it against, fuck, and I know that's the brand everybody wants to talk about. I'll put it against anybody's RSO. Yeah. We refine it. It has a simple refinement process. There's filter plates, and then there's a winterization. Yeah. I think RSO should be that way. Yeah. I think You've been chlorophyll, doing it that way forever, though. Well, here, we, and this is I used to watch it here at your house. Like, Yeah, dude, I got jars of RSO yeah. in my garage from 2016 that yeah. I've been just surveying, watching. <laughs> just surveying, yeah. Same, same with my tincture. I have jars and beakers of tincture I've that been, I have not opened since 2016. That's basically what I do to myself. I've just been dabbing since 2009. I've been surveying myself. And I would say that's when I got major. 2015 yeah. is when I entered a cannabis cup. 2015 is when everything changed. 2012, yeah. 2010 is when I brainstormed shit. 13, 14, kind of like decided where I was going to set up shop. And then by 15, it was like, all right. And, and throughout all that, it's not like I wasn't growing and making hash. Yeah. It's that I was growing and making hash while making decisions, going to terp extractors every day and hanging out and trying to learn from them. 
meeting people in Fort Collins that were way ahead of the closed loop scene than anyone that I had seen outside of Washington. Washington seemed to be dope cooks, busy bee, naughty, uh, precision, all those guys up there. So when we're going to go back, uh, I'm going to get to this in a second. All of this kind of precursors that is that like we used to make Rick Simpson oil with just a rice maker and ethanol. Then all these closed loop systems came in. And if you ever read Rick Simpson's page at the bottom of the page, he would tell you like it, I should say at the start of the page, he would tell you the original recipe and it was with naphtha. And if anybody knows what naphtha is, it's spelled N-A-P-T-H-A and you could Google it. It's a very stringent solvent. It's a liquid hydrocarbon and it's, it's fucking horrible and it's explosive just like butane is. And it's so stringent and aggressive that it not only will strip your THC off the plant, but it strips all the chlorophyll. Everything. All the cannabinoids, all the terpenes, everything. All that it, nice it color. It will break down cannabinoids. Like it'll break down, sorry, it'll break down plant material and chlorophyll. It'll make this sludge. Yeah. And then you would cook it off in a rice maker after filtering it. First you would pour it through coffee filters and then just cook it off in a rice cooker. And you would have alcohol spitting out of the rice cooker. Yeah. And you would do it outside in the sun <clears throat> on pallets. This is like 2012, 2010, somewhere in there, out on the western slope of Colorado. And that was what I was taught by the hippies out there. This yeah. is RSO. And they always the ended the sentence it. with, and it could be better, but we just don't know how to do it yet. Yeah. So fast forward, 2014, turf extractors. And we're talking about RSO. And you know, we're having this conversation with a guy who, who's no longer here, RIP, who started turf extractors. And he said it out loud. He goes, well, what the fuck's the difference in ethanol and naphtha and butane? They're really aggressive solvents. We just have a way to do it safe. All that other shit's blasting solvents out into the atmosphere and cooking it off. He's like, wouldn't any form of basic crude full spectrum cannabis oil be clarified as RSO, Rick Simpson oil? And it was like, we all kind of decided that day at that point. It was like, yeah, decarbed full spectrum cannabis oil is rick simpson oil Mm -hmm. so from that point we move forward and and through again throughout all of this and i can't i wouldn't even try to count on all of our hands in this room how many people with cancer we've given this rso to and i'm remiss to say that like a lot of them you know have passed on but it's wild the ones in the stories who have made it yeah some of them have done chemo with it some of them haven't that's just it's quality of life too what wild. i found with some people it's not just that like some people can't grab a mess and be like this is going to cure me it's no, like we're all dying all. we're all dying exactly it, are the most it's important not a thing life-saving is, medicine the most important thing is quality of life so if you're if someone's sick or they're dying like things like you know the rso and stuff can maybe bring a higher quality of life for that time like you don't know and then some people have miracles happen with it though where all of a sudden Dude. like there's certain types of cancer specifically and that like they do respond to this cannabinoid system and what these there's like some weird shit goes there's some weird shit and I, I think it might be part of people's genetics part of people's um emotional state part i think it's a combination of a lot of things i don't i never want to put the weight in one thing no, no i would say that there's a lot all. of factors but some people get lucky and all the factors line up and they get better but, but yeah. to answer the first question and how i answer people's okay cool thank you you didn't forget on all of that it has a lot to do with what i've seen yeah. like in the beginning, the RSO was dark as shit and it was helping people. Now the RSO is refined and it's still kicking the shit out of people's cancer and lymphoma yeah. and fucking leukemia and all these weird diseases where they're doing tons of pharmaceutical treatments and chemotherapy and then you add this little 
extra thing in there. Yeah. And a lot of those people are still here with us today. Uh, it's weird how some of the people who are much older, who it, cannabis can affect you drastically. And if your system isn't built for it, it seems like, in my opinion, when I'm talking to somebody who doesn't know much about cannabis and, and they have these brash there's like these brash assumptions that like, because I, like dude, Google, Google right now, what is a pound of cannabis? Weigh? Yeah. Google that motherfucker. It's going to tell you 468 or four, yeah. some fucking bullshit. Yeah. We all know in this room it's 448. Yeah. What's a QP? 112 grams. What's an eighth? 3.5. What's 3.5? Fucking times two. It's seven. Seven times four. 28. Run that motherfucker up. 56. <laughs> 84. 112. Yeah. And it goes all the way. 224. 448. Yeah. Not 463. Math is fun when you're away. And drugs. Google what is RSO. Yeah. And it says that it's a full spectrum cannabis oil made with ethanol. Why does it say that? Yeah, what is yeah. the difference between ethanol and butane? Yeah. Polymers, isomers, it's no different than butane from propane. Those are One little, extra little e you know, the way things are chemical. worded on the internet are little ways to filter out and make a lot of people not even approach something. So it's and in like, this day and age, people use the internet as gospel. They yeah. use it to judge you and they will automatically back check your answer with Google. And if yeah, it dude. doesn't phrase correctly with Google, and that's where like, if I'm talking to somebody who has an open mind and isn't doing that to me, yeah, I'm down to have a conversation about any kind of medicine. But if you're fact checking me through Google, yeah. we're not gonna have an experience based conversation on what I've seen and what I know has happened. The final fact to all this and why I said our RSO is better, I can't make statements like that without backing that shit up. You could do your thing, Tom. Because chlorophyll and fats go rancid at room temperature. I don't mm. give a fuck who you are. You can argue that shit to your death. This is an extracted, concentrate yeah we concentrated if we're doing rso and you're telling me you're not refining it that means you're concentrating the bad shit too yep. all the stuff that goes rancid and oxidizes at room temperature and many of these dispensaries are novice to caretaking of these concentrates and they do not store them correctly and i don't have an expectation for them to learn no, overnight so you have to make a product that will fit Adapts. within their Dude, world i yeah. can leave this shit at room temperature as long as that i makes want so much nothing's going to change there's no fats in it there's no chlorophylls in it and last time i checked Nobody's pulling up research that says fats and chlorophyll kills cancer and helps people with autism and shit like that. It's no. THC, cannabinoids, and terpene profiles. I'm not. I'm not trying to make claims off of anything that I haven't seen in 100%. person and I believe in. I, I like. There was one thing you said, kind of in that whole thing that I want to touch on about like how like you know maybe not everyone has like. Maybe like cannabis isn't for everyone, or like the your the way you respond to cannabis. Like some people respond poorly to it, some people respond very Dude, positively bad. towards it. Some people like I knew a girl growing up, and I don't know if it was from the smoke itself or the cannabis, but she used to get like her, she would have to with hot her throat would like swell closed. Allergic reaction. She was they said she was allergic to cannabis, Dude. but some people were like maybe this was just because you're burning something. They were like she's like no, the most common thing that I've seen from people is just who who can't handle it is the fucking vomiting and the shits. Yeah, they're the not vomiting used to the real fucking psychoactivity. Bad, like sometimes cannabis is psychoactivity. Some people do not jive with that shit. Yeah. And it hits them like a train. That's why I don't inhale, dude. I've had friends that are like, hey, man, you know, my dad has cancer. Can I get some RSO? We give them RSO. They take it to their family and they're like, hey, man, fuck me. You know, yeah. like he can't do it. He yeah. got him viciously sick. He didn't like it. Yeah. And it's like, well, you know, the quality of life, right? Yeah. Why is he going to try a medicine that makes him feel horrible? He yeah. Well, if it doesn't work, it doesn't. We ever try to live it. But at least you've tried. And then there's people who are completely opposite. Yeah. You know, like, 
hey, I built myself up to a gram a day in a week. Now, I, where can I get one-ounce syringes? That's the cool thing about Oklahoma is we sell one-ounce syringes of one ounce RSL syringes with that's no pretty, markup. That's Same crazy, price. Dude. Like from that price a gram, that's yeah. the way it is all the way to 28 yeah. grams. And if you're a cancer yeah, fatty patient syringe, bro. or somebody who's terminal, you can't drive yourself to the dispensary no. every day to go get a couple grams. Bro, and they changed the laws here, bro. Money, you see what they did? The med laws here. So I can only get like eight grams a day. And they're like, the struggle is real. And you know, what we should focus <laughs> on kidding. is not that law being passed, but what they tried to pass on our asses. Make it all micro gram bullshits. Tenth gram per drop. I'm like, you guys are going to create so much waste. I was like, I'm going to have garbage cans. You better have a, a, a policy where I can exchange my jars for a discount on my next grams because I'm going to have thousands of these jars. And I'm like, and I thought, I told Cassie, I was like, Who's the politician doing it? And look up and see if he has an investment in any jar companies. Yeah. Because right. this seems like he's trying to make some money on some jar sales. Yeah, Because breaking every gram into 10, it's like little true. 10th grams, that's a lot of jar sales, bro. And if you got, if your son or someone owns a jar company, you're like, yeah, I got a, I got a contract for you, kiddo. We're going to sell jars to these weed doers. Yeah, dude. I mean, <laughs> shit, the RFID metric, you know, yeah. metric is a privatized company out of Florida that was established before Florida was even medicinally or can't, you know, had anything to do with cannabis. Meaning that like a privatized company from an illegal state basically made a tracking system for cannabis in a legal state. That's so wild. That's what tells you that all the people that are actually behind the scenes working on technology know that laws are just for like basically the public and everything else is like, as long as you know the paperwork, like you can pretty much do whatever you want. It seems like it's, it's wild, nuts. man. Yeah. The, the lawmaking right now in cannabis, we need to have this. This is the first thing that needs to be done, in my opinion, in cannabis. There needs to be some sort of situation with licensing where people. Th th there has to be a contingency of licenses to population. Yeah. We cannot have talk about why is the black market proliferating when this dude who's all the way in the middle of BFE has 6,000 acres of cannabis growing in a fucking lab. Yeah. And the only way to get it to the metropolis is a 10 hour drive. Yeah. You're not gonna tell me that that guy's growing specifically to, to sell to this 10 hour away yeah. metropolis. No. You're not, I'm not that dumb. No. no. And it, it's, it is what it is. The cities and the states can do what they want. But if, if I had a leg in the game, as far as like being able to speak in front of some representatives, that's the first thing I would say is, we need to magnify why these licenses exist out in the middle of nowhere and why the people who deserve opportunities in the inner cities aren't getting them. The people who are here in the city selling cannabis from the start should be the first people who have opportunities. And not guys, like, yeah, not because, guys who get a $20 million investment and set up yeah, per due of weed out That makes so much more sense, though, to have people who are like comfortable around cannabis, who know what it smells like, who know what it looks like immediately. Like, people who are already comfortable around it, they're like, hey, this is what I'm interested in. Yeah, that's the people who should have the job. Like, if I would have had the opportunity when I was in New York, I probably wouldn't have moved to Colorado. Dude. Like, I, if that was in New York and, like, I was in New York City, like, just skating around smoking blunts and someone was like, hey, we have an opportunity for folks like you that, like, you know, like, you like to sell weed and smoke weed. Like, we have, you can do it legally. We created you know, this system not in be America. <laughs> like, we did it to ourselves, you know? Like, we didn't let music artists own their own labels. Oh, we yeah, the music industry is wild, man. And it's the same thing right now. It's like you have these people who love cannabis who are not letting create their own businesses and we're making them work for the monsters. Papaya cake. Yeah, that's from Dude, Deepwell. I feel so um, spoiled right now. These turps are all so crazy. Those growers came from out here. Cassie's going to be jealous. Set up out in Oklahoma. Nice. Uh, 
it's a really nice grow. They do a couple different styles. They do no-till and they do, um, you know, hydroponic. The the thing that I should have told you about the resident cult is that's all no-till organic. Like they, that's those guys so that go cool. up, like the first time I went there and I looked at their dirt, it was the first time that I looked at dirt and thought I was on acid. Like the whole web of just this, it's like moving. I was like, is that just me? He's like, oh no, man, like. We just put some whatever the fuck they put in there like a couple days ago. And he's like, they're all on the top right now. So, like, you can see them. He's like, the lights just came on. Like, <coughs> something like that. I don't remember, like, what the reason what, But, like, I could see it all. I was like, what the fuck? Like, dude, Oklahoma hash is fire, bro. Yeah, really good. Oh, We're definitely throwing some gas out there. We're lucky, dude. That's why there's only Is this across the board brands. or is it just you guys? It's dude. It's I'm not shitting on anybody out there. I'd say it's across the board. Like I think everyone, everyone has their own niche. Yeah, a look. lot of the people, you know, there's pe big corporate <laughs> brands that have come out there <coughs> who are dispelling <coughs> the same corporate, you know, hash that you're gonna see in all the oh other states. God. Same cuts, or they'll, you know, bring in people. This is this is one thing that I don't really like prefer from a lot of these big brands that are like trying to seem legit. Is like let's snag a guy from the gray market and bring him in under our wing to try to seem legitimate. It's yeah. Like, but you're still the same big corporate asshat who is lowering the price of cannabis because you can't stop vertically producing it and you don't know how to sell all that back stock. So the best way to do it is just anybody who buys an ounce gets a free 25 grams. Yeah. Like it, it just, it's retarded. <laughs> yeah, so it's like crazy. in regards of the people who we have to compete against, I think everyone's making great cannabis, mm. but I think that there's a denomination between what is good quality cannabis right now and what is affordable quality cannabis right yeah. now there's no bad mm. but that's let's say that like awesome for the consumers then sounds like great. a buyer's market then. dude they like have farmers are... markets where people can go and buy hash like we've had hash that we've produced for other growers and those growers go to these farmers markets yeah. and can dump a lot of their hash so like if anybody listening to this wants to get you know rare extracts hash for like a lesser deal or, or like a cheaper deal look at those farmers markets and then mm. if any of our collaborators are there that's generally where you're going to be able to jump on it that's so cool but it's damn oklahoma sounds like they're building a pretty cool little community there yeah well they they're passing and it they're not only building a good community but they're passing laws that like are going to structure things a little bit better i'm not too happy about what they just passed with like you can't have uh we have i can't exactly remember how the wording of the law is but it's no bakery or deli style presentation of cannabis. Yeah. And which means no more jars, no more opening and letting people smell jars. <clears throat> yeah. And I mean, it's, that it, me there's out. probably a bunch of reasons they don't want you to do it. Not just, Oh dude, you know, you they can't track that shit when it's wide open. I get that. It. And I think that there's also, we're still, there's a generation that in about 15 years won't really be part of the conversation anymore. That are still pretty Puritan. And they, they just come from a foundation that I don't blame them. I'm like, Dude, you came up in this time, no. and this is what you were taught. But they don't like the normalization. And when you have jars out at farmers markets, and there's kids walking by, and there's like candy looking jars, but they're full of weed and stuff. It's 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 too normalizing is, for them. Yeah, like uh, it's it's later. Yeah, bro, please. What I think it needs to happen is use the only other thing that we have as an example for cannabis in, in cannabis, and that would be alcohol. Yeah. And if alcohol has to all be sold pre-packed, <coughs> how am I as a consumer to know about this alcohol? Mm -hmm. Well, I'm allowed to go take a brewery tour. Exactly. I can go sample it at the brewery. I can go see it and smell it. And I think that we need to instill those kinds of actions 
in cannabis to where people can actually go to the grows and can go to the labs Bro, and can I'm, sample things and can get an idea and be like, okay, if this is how it is, I'm okay with it being prepackaged because so cool. the authentication of this brand by me just being able to tour this facility, mm -hmm. try it, have a one-on-one -on -one interaction. Dude, you know how many brands you're not gonna talk to the owner of? Yeah. You're not gonna have a one-on-one -on -one interaction with many of these brands, owners. Well, like, David, let me tell you about something I'm doing in the background that's kind of like that. It's gonna help towards that whole thing, what you're talking about there, that normalization, where can people can tour in that. Okay, so like <clears throat> I talk, there's some guys I talk to on the East Coast that are podcasters, work with Barstool and stuff like that. And I, I sent them a bubbler because they, they wanted to get one. They sold out too quick. They're like, damn, your shit sold out too quick. We couldn't get one. And like, we want a bubbler. So I, I, I uh, sent them one that was second quality. Like I was like, hey, it has like a scratch on it and a defect. I can't like sell it, but it's like, you, can't, you wouldn't even notice it's on the bottom like whatever. Um, they're like, yeah, we just want to rage it podcasts and whatever they're like comedians and um but i was talking to them and they're like they were stoked on the bubbler they like my glass but they don't dab so they were stoked on the it's bubbler yeah they smoke flour and like they're like yeah we like rip bongs and smoke blunts and shit and they're and like and they're all new york based they're all in new york city because that's nice. like where barstool and all that shit is um <clears throat> but i thought it was really interesting talking to them that how uneducated they were about dabbing and stuff right. because they see my dab videos and they're like dude it's like crazy what you do i'd freaking die and this and that and i'm like dude at the right temp like with a with good hash a good rig like you know you're hydrated like you're gonna have a good time like you're really gonna enjoy it i promise and i'm like i'm sure because they've all had dabs before and they've had bad experiences like it was like they took a hot like i always feel bad every time dude i gave one of my buddies a hot dab last night and it's been haunting me all morning. <laughs> it's been haunting like, me fuck i feel horrible but for him. these guys are into doing wine tours and stuff and this is what you were saying remind me because i'm like i explained it to him i was like hey hash can be just like wine i was like if you were to drink like some old wine that was warm sitting out all day it'd be gross it might make you sick and throw up it's just like if you take a hottest dab but if you drink like a perfectly like temperatured you know, cured like wine from someone who's educated that tells you about the wine, where it came from, it's going to be a great experience. Oh yeah. It's the same thing with dabbing. I'm like, you were served old shitty wine, bro. Like, let me come to New York city and fucking w come work with you guys and do some shit. And I'll fucking show you about dabbing. We don't even have to post anything. We don't have to do videos. I was like, let me just come out and help educate you. Yeah. And like, if I did something like that, I'd probably have to coordinate with you. Like, do you want to go to New York City and fucking let's teach these folks, these dude, these, me? dude, like, dude, you bring the I'll hash you, knowledge, I'll bring the glass knowledge, and then we just like we could teamwork. It's a no brainer. On educating people at these these facilities and like places like Barstool country. or do content, because um, they all smoke weed, but they don't know. They make uh, my point is, is I watch this, I'm like, you guys have a platform to really educate people about in a cool way. You don't even have to make it part of your show. But you could do weed properly, and then people know, oh, that's how you do weed, right? Yeah. But, like, what you're showing people, what I'm seeing, it looks like people are just doing it, like... I'm a hypocrite, too. I do videos stacking six carb caps. I'm not... I'm known to talk. Um, but <laughs> either way, they have a bigger platform than me. My point is, I want to see them smoking Bear Mountain Pieces if they are going to take a hit on, a, a, like, a bong or something. And I want them to do it with the best stuff possible so they know how good this really can be so they can appreciate it. Like when someone that goes on a wine tour and it doesn't need to be their whole life. They don't need to be a stoner. They can just be someone that appreciates it on a weekend. They go on a wine tour. They go on a fucking cannabis tour. They know what type of glass to smoke. They're educated about it. My point is dude, is if we want these industries to grow, we need to connect with people who like smoking it. weed that are comfortable posting on their content about it, but they're not educated enough where they're experiencing it to its full potential. Right. It could be better. 
Absolutely. Um, but you also, when you approach people like that, you have to say, listen, let me t- I'm going to tell you all this, but you don't have to make it your whole life. You don't even have to tell people. You don't have to be a stoner. Like, just do it right. Mm-hmm. Like, make a coffee. Just make your coffee right. If you're going to drink wine, just drink your wine right. If you're going to cook, just cook right. Uh, Here, let me show you. We were at a wedding recently, and it was one of the funnest times I had introducing people to hash who didn't really have any idea what was going oh, on. And Me someone and doesn't brother. even smoke. You give them a low temp, super turpy, small dab. They're not going to get super stoned. They're just going to feel like they took a hit of coffee or a shot. They're going to be like, woo. All the jokes, you know, are really yeah. cool too that you get to hear made everyone's different perspectives and interpretations of what it is. <coughs> the one guy was hilarious, man. And like he couldn't stop taking dabs. And his wife eventually was like. She's like, we got to go. She's like, he fucking loves you guys. Yeah. I was like, this dude's fucking one of us, man. He's going to go get a rig tomorrow. Well, I think there's a lot of normal folks out there who maybe can't drink anymore or aren't fond of drinking anymore. And they're like, <coughs> I think they'd love smoking hash properly in the right circumstances and time during the day. Like, oh, I yeah. think it'd be a really beneficial thing for, you know. Yeah, I agree. Yeah, I agree completely. And that's what we hope to, like, when I, we have a, we have India, who's uh, one of the staff, and she does a lot of our pop, pretty much all of our pop-ups, and is helping me plan the 710 Terp dinner. Uh, it's going to be called Hog and Hash. We're going to do, like, a whole hog cook. But anyways, uh, she's, oh, man, what was I get Stoner moment. Dude, it happened. <laughs> that, that dab got you. Uh, she, she was asking about the pop-ups and like yeah. what to tell people and i was like emphasize that we don't combust cannabis mm-hmm. and and uh she was like i don't you know what do you mean and i was like just just like explain that we our approach is to try to steer people and i'm not trying to shit on smoking weed but if oh, we're gonna yeah. try to fucking get a better perspective on all this and have it be more socially acceptable i'm not saying it's going to be blow torches and shit but i am saying that like there needs to be understanding that like you don't have to combust cannabis to get high. There's we'll other ways to do it, and you should broaden your understanding of all this because it's coming. And it, it is the more that you understand, the more empowered you are in your decision making. And especially, you would have way less intimidation if you were confident in your decision making and understanding of what these different types of cannabis consumption are. Yeah, for sure. A little analogy I use before we end this because we've already crushed over an hour, bro. Yeah, fly, but I still want to smoke hash and hang out after <coughs> yeah. this if you're down because you've made Definitely. a trip all the way down. There's so much hash we still got to smoke. But to some of the older folks I've talked to about it, about the combustion thing, I explain it to them because like, most people have cooked food before. Most older people have. Yeah. And I'm like, think about it like melting butter in a frying pan or melting some bacon, like warming it up. You're not actually hitting it with fire or anything. What you're doing is you're just letting it like melt. And that aromatic smell, you're smelling, ooh, like you smell that butter. You smell that bacon. You smell the rosemary you put in there with yep. the butter. All that beautiful smell, those are the terps. And you're getting that sensory overload. That is hash. Yep. You're melting it on a small little frying pan. You're putting the top on it. And then you have a concentrated little straw that just you get to inhale all the terpenes and flavors of that little frying pan. It's true. Like, and it's just, you know, a like... You know, it's just your senses. You're not actually eating food. Sometimes I smoke hash, it's so good. It flips my stomach because I'm hungry. And yeah, I'm like, oh, that dude. tricked my body. My body thought I ate some food just then. It was so fire. It's the worst. But yeah, dude, fuck. Uh, do you want to you know, plug your plug your stuff? We already, I can't believe we, we probably oh, yeah. did over an dude, hour. What, check us out on Rare Extracts. Uh, and we had our page deleted since the last time I was here. Damn. Uh, it's Rare Extracts now with an underscore. So spelt the same way, just one E, R-A-R-E-X-T-R-A-C-T-S. Uh, underscore instagram uh, hopefully yeah we got zucked hopefully like we terps. get it back you know like, dude it's it you'll find it in the it metaverse someday is. you'll find yeah, it right? 
You're like under like a little metaverse fake newspaper. You're like, there's Rare Extracts, our original page. They, they're right there. We got it back. It's true. Um, appreciate you guys that watch the podcast. It's super fun. I'm going to smoke a bunch more hash with David, though. Um, I just don't want to make eyes to edit a million hour podcast. Um, but we appreciate you folks' support. Check out bmsglass.com. Make sure you give Rare Extracts underscore a follow. And I uh, hope you guys have a great day. What was this episode? Fucking 95? Shit. Thanks, everybody. Have a great day.